Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. It doesn't matter. It only seems like it does. I'm ready. I'm ready. Congratulations. We are here with a superstar, uh, a local celebrity. I'm excited. She's got bling for days. My eyes are burning right now because those <laughs> rings are so huge. And she doesn't even know that, What's that a lot of people consider me one of the largest UNLV fans. Did you know that? I did not know that. Boom. No one is half the battle. We've got a lot of work no to do. No one knows that. You're the one that keeps telling everyone that. Hey, you keep the story straight. Everyone will, will understand it after a while. When you got to get the message out. I do have to admit, you haven't missed a basketball game in how long? Uh, no, I've I've missed uh, seven basketball games in the last uh, 13 years. Wow, so we're <laughs> almost the fan. same. I haven't missed a basketball game in the last 12. So That's pretty good. Yeah. So I, I gave up my season tickets a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's introduce everyone. So anyways, welcome to another episode of Staying in Trouble. I'm Eric. And I'm Adam. And uh, we have Alex White here in the studio. Yes, We're thank excited you for to have her. Me. The head coach of UNOV Cheerleading. She also does a and lot that, of other I, things. That's not how you say it, just so you know. Maybe you missed oh. the bling when she walked in. Maybe no. your eyes Maybe your eyes <laughs> were looking at the floor. Because back everywhere else. champions. Head coach of back-to-back -back national championship UNLV cheer, Alex White. Alex, thank you for coming in today. Thank you so much for that having me. That was a me. much better introduction. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. So, yeah, Alex, in, in all seriousness, I have been a UNLV fan for a long time. Um, you know, one of our first guests was Donovan Stewart, who Donovan played uh, for UNLV in the 90s. Um, Everyone says we're, we look like twins. I mean, he's a little bit taller, a little bit darker than me, plays a little bit better basketball. I mean, there's a lot of things Donovan does better <laughs> than me, but <laughs> but in my mind, All right. you know. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about your story. I mean, so Adam and I both have, have girls. I have tons of pictures with the Rebel girls. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, me being a fan, you know, me going to school, um, I started at, at UNLV, and the first time I took a class was in 93, and then the last class I took was in 2001, and so since then I've been a... It was last week, don't lie. I wish. <laughs> I wish. Uh, so yeah, Alex, I mean, tell us a little bit about your background. How do you go from, you know, your family are... I thought your family was a baseball family to... Yes. Superstar cheerleader. Yes, so the boys in my family, they're all baseball players my dad was a baseball coach but then the girls we've all been on the cheer side all my life so i was born and raised in las vegas booyah uh, as the two of us as the three of us there we go yes. welcome to yeah welcome to the the studio and um i went to catholic school all my life i started cheering in the fifth grade it was actually the first all-star gym opened here in las vegas um, I went on to cheer in high school and then stayed here. You can give a shout out if you started at St. Viator's. Where did you start? St. Anne's. Oh, St. Anne's. Okay. St. Anne's. Yep. So then cheered here at UNLV for five years. and Was that cheer or Rebel Girl? Cheer. Okay. Yes. So for those that don't know, 
you know, a lot of times they Tell see us the, difference. the, the groups the difference? intermingle. And now we've like when they see championship, I think that's a huge difference. Yeah. Tell us, the, tell, tell our listeners the difference because a lot of people don't know the difference between they think, I, I think a lot of people, even because you guys, uh, entertain on the same stage a lot of time that you're the same group when really you're two two separate groups completely right and at and at games football and basketball we do do similar cheers we do similar sidelines so i i can understand why people get confused but so rebel girls is strictly dance they do the hip-hop dances they go out there for timeouts they have great choreography they look a little unpopular but you know i'm sure the crowd doesn't mind yeah Sure. Right. <laughs> and I would like to say, you know, in the past, everybody was always like, how competitive are you guys? But we are very close programs. I mean, mm-hmm. they're very well established, well coached by Marcia. She's been there for years. So we have respect for them and they respect us. I think that helped a lot with our recent national championships, but we work really well together. So I like how it just rolls off your tongue. Our recent championships, oh, yeah. plural. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Well, I I don't know if you hear the little bump on the desk, but that's the five pounds of ring she has on her fingers. Yeah. National championship. So we are grateful she came in and brought those in. Those are pretty cool looking. Yes. Thank you. And I'll have to tell you about each one of them and then give you a sneak peek of the one that we're about to get. Oh, so it's been nice. ordered, yes. And it's very different than these, yeah. so I'm excited to show you guys. We, we got like the Tom Brady of cheerleading in here. Yes, we do. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some of those programs in the past, you could cheer. There was no like stopping point. They could keep going to college and keep cheering. Now they finally put a five-year restriction on it. Oh, So my that... sister actually has probably 12 rings. She went to oh, Hawaii wow. Pacific, yeah. So if you need another guest and you want to keep talking about cheerleading, you got a oh, fan base I, for it. Sh- I, I think our next one. our next round we could have a little like a little you know sister versus sister battle. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So well, we're gonna need a bigger desk for all these rings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so you you were going to school. So then I went to UNLV. I cheered there for five years, and mm-hmm. to finish that question, the cheering is the stunting, the tumbling adding all those elements. That's what separates us from dance. Uh-huh. So I cheered there for five years. My fifth year, um, my stunt group, which is just four of us, mm-hmm. we actually won the first national championship like in school history for any spirit program. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about because I know that you know historically the Rebel Girls have overshadowed the cheer program, I think is what you're, you're leading to. And then for, for many, many years, you know, you know cheer was was the stepchild of of the programs and that's what my next question is is you know at what point did did it go from uh a cheer program where it was you know every school has a cheer program to hey we want to be a competitive you know on a national stage cheerleading program like what was how did that decision come about and like who were the characters involved okay that's a great question and so I, I've been with the program for 12 years now, and I, I think I'm probably the one person that has seen it evolve to where it is now. Um, my class, when I came in as freshman, we went to nationals that year, and we didn't make finals, and we were just embarrassed. And we came together, and we were like, okay, this isn't happening again. So that's, that's while a, I was cheering I love there, that. You're like, hey, just honestly, we were embarrassed. and Yeah, and we were like, we want to be good. We want the mm. respect that Rebel Girls get. We want to yeah. put in the time. So 
during those years, the team part was still d- difficult. So that's why I said, like, me and my closest group, we competed in another division for just stunt group. You just do a minute of stunting, the best stunts yeah. you can. So we won a national championship then, and that kind of really stepped everybody's game up. Um, then my for, sister actually came and coached here for five years. Real quick, for, for the guys that are listening in, right? I'm sure you've got a lot of guy followers. Is What is a stunt? For those that don't know, yes, Adam got to witness my herky, so I have a little bit more on the vocabulary Wait side. Wait a minute, dude! I have been going to cheer competitions for years, like, like years. Like yeah, my I know when like, you're. I know when you're at the competitions, your social media game goes way up. I know, dude. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. We'll get into that later, but go ahead. So a stunt is two bases, a back spot, and then you have a flyer. Now, has have any of the national regulations changed? I know that injuries, and I know that a lot of, you know, girls have gotten hurt. I know guys are getting more intense, like they're trying to ratchet that game up, and I, I, a lot more injuries are happening in the sport. So this past year, they made big changes, even for the co-ed teams. Um, the amount of times you can twist and spin in a basket toss changed. Um, all girl can no longer even twist. They just can flip like a back tuck oh, yeah. when you throw them oh, up. Really? Guys can spin once. They used to do doubles and triples. So they have changed that. Um, the rules on the court have changed a lot over the past years because there have been injuries and it is so dangerous to stunt on hardwood. So, oh, yeah. yeah, there's definitely restrictions. They do a great job, I think, watching, making sure to keep everybody safe. And is, there, is there a height a restriction? Level. Is there a height restriction, like two bases, or what? what's the height restriction now? Um, No. No? Okay. I thought I had heard that there for was... For a flyer? For a flyer, maybe. Yeah, maybe for a flyer. Usually because the flyers are hurt. the smallest, petite. Yeah, and, and someone got hurt. Someone didn't fell through or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yes. And so... Yeah, my oldest daughter's always she, she took my end of the family with size, so she was always a base. But then my other little girl, she's just a little thing, and they're throwing her up all the time, and she really likes it. And I I, I even practice with them. I, I don't. You sound like I'm not. Surprised. I hold them up. Oh yeah, in, in the front yard. The only problem is is sometimes she wiggles too much. So trying to get them to. They always tell my older, the older sisters are telling her, squeeze your butt, like stiffen up. And then she'll run up and I can catch her and put her up and then press her up high. Cause she, like 40 I think, pounds. I think we could work with you. I think with a little technique, we could really yeah. teach you some things. So, you know, but yeah, I've been around it. I've been around it. Yeah. Enough that when I'm at the competitions that I, I love going to them. I love seeing my girls. I love seeing my squads. It's the 1,500 other girls that I can kind of, all right. So I get, yeah, I get on my phone between competent or between hey. performances. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. I completely understand. Yeah. My wife, on the other hand, she is not. Well, she's scouting. No, she, yes. <laughs> she watches every squad and there'll be a squad coming back and she'll like dog them. And I'm like, what? Sweetheart. Your wife? Did you just dog a bunch of 12-year-old little girls? And she goes, I can't believe they just did that. Did what? Like, they're awesome. Leave them alone, you know? Like, but, it, it, no, they're fun. They're a good time. They yeah. are. They're, they're loud, I have yeah. to say. I mean, leaving one of those competitions, you feel like you can't hear for a day. Well, the one we went last year uh, at Cox Pavilion with all of you guys there, 
um, it was a lot of fun. And when the, the high school or the, the groups, so tell us about your cheerleaders went to the different high schools here in town and even elementary schools and different other groups to help out or only so many schools? Well, really, it's kind of up to the girls. Um, I have a bunch of girls that are coaching now around mm-hmm. the city, and we kind of work with their schedule because it is, you know, it's great for them to get that learning experience coaching, and I know it's great for the younger ones. Oh, they love to it. get the instruction from them. Yeah, so it's it's kind of just on their own, but we do run their tryouts sometimes okay. um, for s- specific schools if they reach out. So we do a lot of things like that. So giving back to the community is huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the competition you guys threw, yeah, that got loud towards the end. So did you go to our send-off, or was that another competition? Because they do have an actual no, they, competition. It, it wasn't a competition. I think it was kind of like a send-off. Uh, the, the other schools got to perform, and our school got to perform, and then your girls got out there, and they did a performance. Right. And that's when it got loud. From the other cheerleaders watching some of the other squads – perform and it was all at the cox pavilion yep. and and it, it, was, it was a big deal and it, it was a lot of fun good thank you yeah we just started that a few years ago and it's been great practice for our girls it's the last time they throw their routine before we go to florida to oh, okay. compete it so we invite other schools from around the city who want to show their routines first and then it's a chance for them to watch ours oh yeah it was a good time Good, yeah. thank you. Sorry, we jumped way ahead. That's okay. Yeah. Back to your story. Your story. Back to That's, your story. That's yeah. Okay. So your sister becomes a coach. You you develop a you you and your close friends are like, hey, well, we're gonna be the stunt champions. So after I finished my five years and then I was the assistant coach. Oh, what under did you my, so give yourself a little props. What did you study? What do you have okay. a degree in? So I have an undergrad in kinesiology. And That's then, a serious undergrad, by the way, for those at home. I don't so, even know what that is. It is the study of body movement. Yeah. Oh, okay. So most people take that and go to PT. PT school, yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay. Or so, another like healthcare related uh, uh, graduate program. Yes. So I already was coaching. I was coaching at Bishop Gorman at the time. I figured it could help me in that department. Mm-hmm. And, you know, injuries, just knowing the body. Um, but okay. So then right after was that, Katie on your squad at the time? Yes. I'm good friends with Katie's family. Are you? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yes. Um, so then I became the assistant coach under my head coach, Nakia Jackson. And then when she stepped down, my sister applied, she coached for five years. I coached under her and then, so real quick, let's get into a little bit yeah. of the business Boy, part of that. One of these times you're going to get that That's whole okay. story That's out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, Alex, we're here for you. That's good. I like we're here. We wanna, our listeners like it when we kind of break it down and they're like, Hey, what's the secret of the sauce? Right. You're like, Oh, Eric, here's a great meal. We can see the meal. We can see the rings. So let's talk a little bit about what's in the, in the recipe. So, uh, so, you're getting a degree in kinesiology. Okay. Do you have a job today? Do you have a real job? Head coach is a real job. <laughs> well, is it a paid position and who pays it? Yes, it is a paid position and we are under the athletic department. I also have a couple other side things. I work for the Las Vegas Aviators as the on-field MC. Right. Nice. And then during football season, I do the broadcasted high school football games once a week. I'm the sideline reporter. At, at Bishop Gorman or all the schools? All the schools. So we, they purposely make the schedule so we go to ev- almost every school. It's oh, nice. To be. It's every Thursday. It's on Channel 12. Yeah, it's a great chance for 
you know, some of these guys that aren't going to play in college to get to be on TV. How's how's the cameraman? Is he any good or is he a goof? Do you know the cameraman? Yeah. You do? Of course. Of course. This guy, man. I I love that whole staff. They're great. We've worked with them for many years. So That's awesome. So, so you... You're coaching. Uh, oh, wait. When did you take over from your sister? So last year was my first year okay. as head coach. So to put this into perspective, we win our first team national mm-hmm. championship two years ago. Right. And then my sister, she steps down. She's like, okay, I want to have a family. I'm going to do other things. Mm-hmm. So I apply, take this on, and now we just won our first national championship so pressure is on right yeah so luckily we have a great group of girls they're determined so hardworking, respectful i have nothing but great things to say about them and we pulled it off came came out with our second national championship i watched the youtube video uh last night yeah and yeah it was pretty exciting it was fun The, the girls have a good time when they go on trips like that oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who does? And they're, I mean, they're athletes. Like it's a business trip. You oh, know, yeah. they're focused and w- they give up their whole Christmas break. We yeah. do two a days for almost a month. So speaking of Christmas. that, as a coach, you know, the big word right now is with the head football coach, you know, Marcus Arroyo. And I'm going actually, this is like coaching. So I coach youth, you know, Adam coaches youth and practice. You talk about doing two days. What are you preparing for in the post-COVID world? How are we going to practice? I mean, cheer is a contact sport. You know, you've got injuries already. You know, you've got people, you know, everyone thinks they're, it's just pom-poms and ruffles. But when you're doing those stunts and you've got, you know, sprained toes, you know, injured hands, broken wrists, you know, you, right. got, you got injuries coming already. Now you add in COVID. As a coach, what are you doing to plan for the future? See, that's that's tough. And Adam made a great point, too, that I hadn't even thought about until today. But he talked about the mask and cheerleading with the facials and the smiling. And I was like, wow, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that part. But I gave so, you something else to worry yes, about now. <laughs> yes. But since we are under the athletic department, they're doing a great job. Um, their protocols been awesome so far we have a few sports that are kind of already going through it and it's like a 14 day self-quarantine and then they get tested and then they can start doing voluntary practices you know they have check-ins when they first get there going through the temperature and everything Mm -hmm. so they're going through all that procedure right now we're going to start in august and kind of you know see how it went with them and go from there it's uh, I don't think a lot of it is up to me at this point. I think it's all above me. Mm-hmm. Have they talked about travel? Are you, are you preparing your girls to not travel? I am preparing my girls not to travel. And we just started traveling um, or I should four say, or five I should years say, ago. I should, I should say squad because you have men and women, right? So last year we did have two male cheerleaders. Right. And they did fantastic. But we didn't have enough interest to... <laughs> You got one in the making right here. Yeah, he's got all senior guys. To go back to school. Yeah, he has all four years of eligibility. You just have to be in school full time, and we'll consider. I I I did go to UNLV. It was the best two weeks of my life. Yeah. (laughs) But so we went. We are back. We're all girl again. Okay. Okay. But 
that's funny you say that because now it's not Rebel Girls, it's Rebel Girls and Company. And Company, and yeah. And they still have male dancers that. Well, and and that I think that's just a sign of the time that a yeah. lot of, you know, before it was culturally frowned upon. So just to give you a heads up, do you remember who the Frojos were? Does that does that probably dates me a little bit? So do you remember as a kid going to Rebel Games and there was these guys with the big red curly hair? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys, I think, are fabulous, intelligent, funny, uh, you know, just all around great guys. I don't remember them at all. Really? No. Oh, man. They're the original. There's the, oh, yeah? Yeah, that's the original right there. Man, I, I don't remember that at all. I'll bring you out some oh, pictures and video. Pictures. So... Uh, they were just a student group and, uh, I was one of them. Okay. So, Oh, that's why. Yeah. There's always a link. (laughs) It just takes me a little bit to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the knuckle dragger in the room. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we were like that company, you know, we did some, we, we did some stuff with the, uh, with the rebel girls and, of course, ours were a little bit more on the comical side. Right. We were kind of like the the, the court gestures, and uh, we used to sit courtside at the basketball games. And we may or may not have, you know, individually targeted some of the other players on the other team. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, back before the internet was even alive, you know, so we had to make phone calls and like really to dig up dirt, like journalists. And so, but uh, you know, nowadays, you know, dance co-ed dance is huge like high schools now have dance teams and so do you see that as more of the future is is maybe even cheer taking on more because what what people are starting to realize is and i got even when i was in school they wanted me to participate more in the in the cheer program but i actually had a job i was a valet in college so i i i didn't have time but in order to be a really good cheer squad or i mean and and to be a good cheerleader i think male or female requires a lot of fitness and and we're kidding about adam going back to school but you know he he's putting the time in the gym now he could use that that investment because that's actually if you look at a lot of the male cheerleaders i mean you got to be you almost look footballish oh no they're they're fit guys yeah for sure and you got to be flexible. You know, they're not the you know the girls aren't the only one tumbling, and so do you do you kind of are you trying to recruit for the future? Maybe what are you doing for outreach to some of the guys to say, hey, you know what? Maybe a football career is not in your path, but maybe a cheer path. You're absolutely correct, and there are um, a handful of high schools here in Las Vegas now that do have co-ed teams, and they're really good. I think it's Spring Valley mm-hmm. has like eight to ten already on their team so we have been talking to them and we're trying to get more to stay here in vegas and cheer here for us but it's just a it's a big leap like kentucky alabama yeah sec again these big schools they already have their co-ed team kentucky only has a co-ed team they don't even have an all-girl so they're just already so established to go up against them Mm -hmm. is pretty tough and we found vegas is also hard with the Cirque shows and oh, yeah. so much other things going on. So the great yeah. tumblers are going out, like you said, they're getting jobs yeah, and they're performing on the strip. And so it's hard to keep them here, I think. Oh, for sure. But we always said after we have a 
very established all girl. We'd start working towards the co-ed. So that's another question. So, so Adam's girls are in cheer, right? And they'll progress to high school, maybe maybe not go to college. So you ended up, you're, you're a paid coach now on a professional uh, level. What about your other girls that were in your squad? Where have they gone? Have they pursued their academic careers or are they pursuing other, other cheer careers? Like how, or is it just on a, 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 a case-by-case basis? I would say most most of the girls I cheered with are not involved in cheerleading anymore. I can think one off the top of my head. She coaches in Oregon. Um, not Oregon or Oregon State, a smaller university. Yeah. Um, besides that, I have one of my best friends. She was going to be more like, the ad side of things and oh she yeah boss for, woman boss. she worked for mountain west and then she went to rose bowl for a few years so i mean and then i have another girl that actually went to pt school so they're kind of everywhere another friend she's an engineer she was working for the michael jackson show and you know shows on the oh, strip yeah. mm-hmm. creating all their stuff that they use so it's very very spread out until those girls probably have daughters of their own and then they probably get involved in their yes. little squads or elementary squads Absolutely. and stuff like that you, you you see that happening a lot yes excuse me um the palo verde cheerleading coach she's been there i think since she got done cheering she was my captain when i was a freshman oh, okay. and she's been with palo since and she's just built that program up we have five girls on unlv cheer now that came from palo so so, so how many girls on your squad come from out of state so it's we have four freshmen. We have 12 freshmen this year. And wow. four out of the 12 are coming from out of state. Okay. Okay. Um, Is that an issue with all the COVID stuff, like them traveling in? Yeah. It's still, you know, everything is a question mark right now. Right. But Big that's, that's where UNLV's taken the whole protocol. It's mostly for those people who are traveling from out of state. Then once they get here, then it's a 14-day self-quarantine. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So that's... I mean, usually they come in like July, but that's why we're pushing it back farther to August. And then they'll have their two weeks. So hopefully it's not too much of an issue. I, I wonder if they they can't get tested as soon as they come in and they know they don't have it so they can just get right to work or they have to See, quarantine. That's weird. I, I, I know. I, it's that's tough. what I was kind of thinking. Maybe football. I think volleyball is kind of in there right now, too. Maybe yeah. they would start out this way. Yeah. And then by the time we start, that might be where, where they can it's just leading. quickly test the person and then right and then put them to work right. So, so you got young girls all over the valley, and if they want to cheer at UNLV, what do you suggest? Well, tumbling is is a big part of it mm-hmm. now, so we have certain requirements. So definitely get into tumbling classes if you have to do lessons, but you have to be able to do the standing tuck. You have to have certain running. Backflips. Yep. When do the girls do backflips at the basketball games? Three-pointers? Free free throws. Dude, that makes me nervous every time. Yeah. Like, how to do a backflip on a hardwood floor standing. like that? It's a standing backflip. That's on what a I'm saying. Floor. Yeah. I, I, I see that every time. I I'm see like, it in your future. I can I see you doing it. There's no way. There's no way. If you way. get your foot speed up a little bit and get your feet to go over your head, I think you're fine. I will just tell you, though, the amount of standing tucks that one of those cheerleaders does a week to prepare for that basketball game is so many that 
you don't have to be scared. I don't have to be. No, yeah. every Friday they send us videos doing three in a row just to make sure they're still, you know, they'll go to their grass and just do three. Yeah. Just to make sure they keep it. So just still keep it. Yeah. So, so for a young girl, tumbling, tumbling's huge. Tumbling's huge, but also just the experience, you know, join uh-huh. a team. Um, UNLV is very much a combination of school cheer and all-star. So, you know, don't just focus on one, get experience in both. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say to get the experience of high school cheering is, oh, for is sure. a blast being a part of something and, you know, cheering for your football and basketball teams. But then the all-star, you're going to get a little bit tougher skills. Mm-hmm. You're going to learn the endurance for our competition routines. So they're a great combination. I, I'm also assuming physical fitness, physical fitness, staying in shape, doing those kind of things, constantly going. I guess if you're doing tumbling, you're staying in pretty good yes. shape already. Yeah. 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 So during the year we have outside workouts, especially if like we don't have a football game, we'll have our practice, our normal practice schedule. And then like three required outside workouts, mm-hmm. we'll count a tumbling hour as a workout because we yeah, know oh, for sure. that they're going to be doing just as much as a Pilates class. So, Oh, a- a- absolutely. So well, I-, I noticed online you also, so you canceled your camp. We did cancel the last. We had one camp we were hoping. It yeah. was in August. We tried to like wait. We canceled the other three, but. Heartbreaker. Yeah, that, yeah. Heartbreaker. She just relentless, vicious. So so when you go out and recruit, do you aim towards a lot of the girls here in the Valley? Or, or is it kind of just open to anyone? It's open to anyone. We do try and go to local competitions, mm-hmm. kind of scout it out. And yeah, for sure. You know, like you said, we have we have girls coaching at all these different well, high schools and helping out. So we're also there supporting them, but then like they're scouting too. Scouting. Oh, for sure. Talking to them. So, like, so yeah, just bet- just between the three of us. That's a new video we're just trying out. So just between the three of us, Alex. No one else is listening. Okay. As a scout, no one else is listening. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? Like, what do you, like, wh- how do you tell the difference between what's a good, l- l- you know, let's just talk about a back tuck versus, like, are you, lo- how are, are you grading the girls? Or are you saying, hey, you know, a lot of times, like in baseball, so your family is a baseball family, right? They recruit on futures. They're like, hey, this, this kid looks athletic. This kid might have an arm. We can, we can coach him up that way. And so, I mean, just listening to your story, you've been in the cheer game for a long time. You ha- And I think that probably helps you recruit, right? Like, okay, you know what? Maybe she's at the, the pinnacle of her game. Or maybe, you know what? I see something that, you know what, when, when they toss her, you know, and a lot of times in high school, I feel like unless they're in a competitive, you know, club or, or team, you're not going to be able to see just how good they can do right yeah that that's very true you're kind of looking at potential where you can see them going yeah um we're definitely looking for technique because cheerleading is i mean you gotta when you're learning these hard skills if you're like having trouble with them especially stunting you know you have to rely on the whole group sometimes you got to go all the way back to the very beginning like okay let's look at your technique at the easy stunt you're doing in high school mm-hmm. and then build on that again. Um, a big thing for us is 
how well you get along with your teammates cheerleading is a team sport like you you have to trust everybody i mean think about being the flyer you want to trust from the middle layer all the way down to the girl who's holding somebody else on their shoulders so you're saying no divas is what you're saying (laughs) uh come on now we can we can work with some as long as they're coachable and you know respectful but but sometimes their personalities and their attitudes add to the squad absolutely yeah you know they 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 they, they bring that uh that flair that vibe that that kind of energy sometimes i've I've been warning my my team for this year my senior class oh they're firecrackers like oh yeah but they're just like they've been together since their freshman year and you know they've had all the ups and downs now they've gotten two now it's their senior year and they don't want any any mess ups here so but I like it. I mean, they're just determined and got to make sure, you know, it's always positive criticism. But at the same time, they just they just love it so much. They're so passionate about it that it, it does. It brings to our team and lifts the whole morale. Well, so the two girls that were coaching at Pinecrest over my girls, that's the one thing that they love the most is when they had their other coaches, which were good coaches, but they were they were parents or they were teachers first and then they would they volunteered as a coach and usually they had some kind of a cheer background they did it in high school or something like that um they were kind of soft and my girls respond better to a high energy more direct more um i hate to say it like in your face they weren't in their face but like that yeah but, but that kind of energy hey right. fix it or get off the mat type of right. kind of a thing. And and my girls thrive off that. I thrive off that. They get it from me. I would rather be told exactly what. Don't beat around the bush, you know. So when I played sports, I, I, were, I was more drawn to those coaches that were like in my face sometimes than the coaches that were kind of a little too soft. Right. So that's one of the things that they loved about those two girls is – they brought that kind of energy to there and it was something new and they loved it. Some of the girls on the squad had a tough time with it, but my girls just thrived off of it. They wanted to do better. They wanted to show to them that, dude, I could prove you wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to do this stunt or I'm going to do this performance. So it, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. So sometimes that, that firecracker energy right. can really bring up those right, right girls that you're freshmen. Yeah, and it's funny. I remember watching those two coaching the team, mm-hmm. and and seeing that, and they had some of the same checks that we do with our college girls. You yeah. know, like looked at all of them, checked their hair, and then, you know, were on them about certain technique things with stunts. And yeah, yeah, they and and, and, and I like that as a parent. I, I I would rather have them, you know, correct them when they're wrong, correct them this, teach them this, and and and, and if you have to get in there, if my daughter's giving you attitude step on her man like like make sure that she doesn't and that kind of thing and same thing with my boys and baseball and stuff like that i admire that i'm not one of those um what do you call helicopter little cushion type parents right no you're a helicopter parent but you're not a cushion parent no i'm not a helicopter you're not a pillow parent a a pillow parent yeah a pp that's good yeah (laughs) i like that little pillow parent i'm gonna have to remember helicopter parent is someone who's over overwatch is staying on top no then that's not me well, everyone's got their everyone's got their perspective. Everyone's got their perspective. When it comes to baseball, 
Oh, Whatever. there's the shorty chopper coming in. No way. No way. I'll tell you a funny story if we're in the stories. I, w- I, w- I was coaching my son, and my s- I was a third base coach, and my, my boy was catcher. And uh, he's, he's back there, and we're struggling with this umpire. He's all over the place. My pitcher can't get it right. He can't do nothing. It was the ump's second day. So, so <laughs> my other coach is calling the pitches. I'm in the other side of the dugout and just struggling. Finally, my son looks back at the umpire and goes, hey, can I get a new ball? Can my pitcher get a new ball? And he's like, yeah. He goes, how about one that you can see? And that blue just lost it. He comes running over to me. He goes, you better tell that kid to shut up next time. And I'm like, what'd he say? What'd he say? I mean, like, I, I was shocked. Like, he's ready to kick him out of the game. Yeah. I'm like, blue, that's my only catcher. Please don't do this to me. I said, I, I can't suit up another kid, you know. So, so I go out there, and I said, what happened? What did he say? And he told me. And I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm like trying to hold back. Inside, he's so proud. <laughs> and I'm like, blue. inside, he's going, this is the best day ever. I told him, I said, Blue, come on, man. That was kind of funny. He goes, I don't care. That's disrespectful. I said, Dude, a 13 year old kid just outsmarted you. Come on, man. Just, just give him a ball and let's just go. And I told my son, I said, Where did you get that? And he watched uh, MLB Tonight and they were interviewing the old uh, catcher. He was the manager for the Angels. Um, Lasorda. Lasorda. Oh, wow. And he did that when he played. So he tell, he told that story. And he got ejected out of the game. <laughs> I said, it didn't work for him. Why do you think it's going to work for you? That's so funny. But anyways. So, no, I'm not a helicopter parent. I let him. Th- I thought that was great. I That's was a wonderful. great story. Yeah. But anyways, nothing well, to do with cheerleading. Yeah. So, <laughs> Alex, give okay. us. So, uh, now, Adam threw down a great story. Give us a great story. Oh, geez. Put me on the spot. What, how about you go first? I'll follow. <laughs> I've got plenty of stories. Uh, what do you want? What, what do you want to hear? Give me a topic. Well, what kind of parent are you? I am a laissez-faire manager. A what? Laissez-faire. Okay. That's a management style. Do you know what that is? So laissez-faire means you're 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 kind of hands off. Okay. And so it means like, hey, I give. And this is me as a coach. I try to give like direction, like, hey, this is what you could do better. This is what you could do better. And my goal is to, you know, get an athlete or a kid 1% better. Or sometimes my goal is a lot of times I'll coach kids that maybe have never played a sport before. And how do I get that kid to love the sport? Right. Especially when, you know, we talk about in COVID times, but I, I coach a lot of recreational teams. So I only get those kids once or twice a week. So in those two or three hours that a kid is is in my presence, how do I take that kid from, hey, I can't get the basketball in the hoop or I can't, you know, I, I can't hit a volleyball or I can't kick the soccer ball in to, you know what, I'm having a blast. I'm getting exercise. I'm learning team camaraderie. Um, and so I say I'm laissez-faire because I'm not a micromanager. Um, I don't have like an engineering background where I don't look at the micro. I look at the macro version of what's going on. And so for me is like, okay, you know, uh, and, and then I try to break down little micros that will build up to make the macro better. And so I can give you tons, you know, one time I was coaching and, and I was a co-ed team and this girl was on the team and, and, and now her best friend was on the team and that's why she's like, well, I'm going to try this out. 
And it was mostly guys as basketball co-ed right before they go to the next level, which is all girls or all boys. And her friend is a, it was a phenomenal athlete. Like everyone knew me having her on my team gave me an advantage. And her friend was on and, and they, it, for carpool and a lot of other logistics that it really worked out for him. And for me as a coach, you know, uh, she went from not being able to make a, a layup, which is the most basic shot to loving the game where she practiced at home. So like when you talk about, Hey, I have a great, great group of girls that are dedicated and are firecrackers. A lot of those same girls that started when they were eight and nine and they're like, Hey coach, I love what I'm, I'm, I'm learning and I'm going to practice it at home because that's something as, I mean, all three of us as coaches, we can talk to them as much. And what you said, Adam, like one coach will tell them something and they'll be deaf ears and another coach will be inspiring. And so I try to be that inspiring, like, Hey, and you know, I try to set it up to where, hey, how can we have success? And how can you find success in what you can do today? You know, same thing with volleyball. Volleyball is a very, it's a team sport, but it's also individual. Like you get one, you get a chance. You don't, the whole team doesn't, you know, we're not going to lose the game if you can't play, but you'll get a chance to play and get a chance to succeed. Actually, that's what my wife said. She actually, that's why she thinks volleyball is so popular is because you don't have to be a superstar necessarily to play, but you you can have fun and find success in it. Where other sports, like in soccer, if you're not fast enough, if you're not quick enough, that's a it's a superstar sport. Basketball is a superstar sport. So you coach right. your kids. That's yeah. what you're saying in all that. Yeah. You coach your kids. All the time. I feel bad for your kids. <laughs> Really? Because they're friends with your with your I, kids? I know they're friends with my kids. <laughs> I feel bad for them there, too. My kids are probably coaching your kids, too. <laughs> that is something that, that I've noticed when I coach my kids. is like they won't listen to me. Really? No, I, I have to get another coach to tell my son to do something. They I call, could, I could tell Alex, them the they call me is how. And actually, my kids prefer me to be coach, actually. My kids, some of my kids actually prefer. They're totally deaf to my voice. I could tell him the exact same thing. He can say the same thing. Wow, that Eric is amazing. I'm used to hearing that. <laughs> Anyways, so give us a good story. Like, oh. uh, I'll even precursor. Here's the one. I'll give it like a little one. Okay. The first, like I think it's the first time I was coaching soccer, and and so the first time my team did exactly what I asked, which was pass the ball around the goalie and kick the ball in which is at this early stage the, and when they did it, dude, as a coach, my mind was just blown. I was like, this is, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Getting these kids to work as a team to go, Hey, I'm pass the ball up, pass the ball over to the other person that trails and kick the ball in the goalie can't stop you. And they did it. And it was like, I was doing the, I was doing the air. I know this is probably hard for you did to you imagine. Your, did you rip your shirt off? I didn't rip my shirt Damn. off, but I wanted to. I, would, I, would I did the that. soccer slide. I oh. did the airplane. It, for me, it was like, oh, and that's what, that's actually what has got me. That's what makes me want to coach is just seeing kids succeed. I could so. totally see you ripping your shirt off and there'll be a sports bra underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> just the one I got out of your drawer. Oh, All right, Alex, go ahead. Um, I don't think my... 
stories quite as good as that. Uh, I would have to say with cheerleading and in college, I remember the because we transitioned. So there's two major national championships. There's one in January, it's UCA, and then there's one in April, and it's NCA. So are they both the in Florida? Split. They're both in Florida. The one in January is in Orlando, and it's at Disney World. Right. The one in April is in Daytona Beach. Oh, okay. That one is, I don't know if you guys watch the Netflix Cheer. Yes. Uh, my girls do. So that's where Navarro goes, and they have more of like a flair. They're more all-star. Mm-hmm. UCA is more where Kentucky, Alabama, more traditional colleges okay. will go. So we've kind of, we were trying to like, when I was cheering, we were trying to find our niche, and we were went from UCA to NCA, and then when my sister came, we went back to UCA. So I just remember the first year we went there, we just our score sheet was just terrible and my sister and I choreographed their routine so we questioned a few things you know and we talked to the the judges behind and they kind of gave us why we scored the way we did and then I just remember the next year we put all that knowledge in and made up this routine that it was it was amazing watching these other teams because it's it's almost good to do the same thing as other teams. Like you're on the same page, right? Right, And it's just different variations. It's just a little bit different here and there, stunting and pyramids and everything. And I just remember the next year and the girls like trusting us and everything because they saw that they were doing the same thing as these huge schools. And so that's as close as I can get to your Now in cheerleading, do, do you guys have rivals? Is there a school out there that you guys just like? Um, well, there is there, there's not even a school in the Mountain West that competes with you, right? No, that's not true. SDSU is is very good. They Can we are, have yeah. someone are. besides the Aztecs, I'm please? Sorry. Can they be bad at something, please? <laughs> Aztec fans, go home. We've said that plenty of times as well, but they are. Um, UNLV and SDSU, I would say, are the two that have been in the. Top I feel like the SDU SDSU fans have become more vicious as they keep winning in, in a lot of sports Yeah, they and they are traveling really? more. Oh yeah. They didn't used to travel as well as they do now. They travel very well, but on the flip side, the taco trucks at Vejas arena on the outside. Phenomenal. Side note. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, it's good to know. Yeah. yeah. That is good to know. <laughs> next time I'm in San Diego. Right? Yeah. Well, so next time, you know, Alex and I are at a, an away game and, Alex sees me. She's like, yo, Eric, tacos. Yeah, I see you uh, walking down. Yeah. Can you give me four some? Yep. Two for me and two for, you know, whoever. Yeah. So so <laughs> is that school probably close as a rival? Or, or in cheerleading, you just don't have that like in other sports? It's just hard because it's just one competition and you're all against each other, you know. Um, Indiana and Alabama – so we have two divisions that we compete in when we go in Florida. And in the one that we won twice, mm-hmm. Ole Miss won three years ago, and we felt like we got ripped off. We feel like we should have three, actually. So they've become a little bit of our rival in that, that division. So that's a great rival because they're also rebels. Right, that's exactly it. Wow. So that one and that, I would say. And then the other division – Alabama and Indiana have just been the two schools that we've all been chasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then SDSU's right there. I'm sorry, but so 
the right well, it's good and for the all, conference all four of us are red well, but when you go to these competitions there's not like a um, hostility or anything like that i mean it's cheerleading right no, yeah so, the so, cheer so, world's pretty small we know almost every one of those head coaches you know alex alex we're friends you can be honest we know it is just like another episode it's episode 12 season three of mean girls so you don't have to yeah. sugarcoat <laughs> it? it around here <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes, it is. There are, if there's an advantage or some pranks going on, yes, there is. Oh, man. I, I can't just, believe Judy showed up with that outfit. Oh, man. I feel bad for her. Oh, man. I could, man, we should just mic it up. That would be good TV. Wow. Is it true? Uh, no. I, I know I'm getting your hopes up right now, but. I'm just picturing it where like some some shady looks back and forth or some like like do you get nervous when you watch the other squads before you guys go on? Yes. You, you, you see what they can do and what they do and they, right. You want it's them to so, do well, but not too well. What What do you call it when it's um like we have judges, right? Uh-huh. And they kind of have like a rubric, but not really a metrics. Yeah, a rubric. So yeah. it's like. It's still in their hands. We've done everything we can. That's why it's so nerve-wracking. Because even if we're like, we are by far the best team, you don't mm-hmm. know that you're getting it for sure. So let's talk a little bit about the judges. Because I, uh, you know, Adam gave his story about Blue, right? Right. How how are the judges selected? Like, have you been asked to be a judge? Like, at what point do you go from head coach They probably get them to- from Little League umpires. <laughs> I'm sure it's on the resume. Uh, maybe. So uh, Varsity, this company, they pretty much run everything in cheerleading um, almost all the way down. So then they have little branches where I was saying UCA, NCA, USA. Um, most of the judges were staff for them, which go and do the summer camps throughout the mm-hmm. year, work competitions that you go to, all mm-hmm. those staff members. They typically work their way up. Um, they also ask head coaches Especially if they've been at an established school for a long time. Can you... Uh, have you ever judged? I have not judged. Would you My want sister to? has. Sister. Would you want to? Um, would yeah. you do it? I would consider would do it? I would consider judging the NCA. Can you one. petition? Can you petition a, an assessment? I mean, some of those scores have, are, are really close, right? Yes. At the championship level. It's yes. like two-tenths of a point or whatnot, right? Right. So... Ha- as a coach, can you petition or, you know, that's tough. Once I mean, I'm, you're really trying to help out the other the schools because you're like Eric bling right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get Sorry. carpal tunnel carrying Talk, those. Rings yeah. Talk with my hands. <laughs> but but is, is there an appeal process? I don't think so. I mean, it's just, it's too tough. Once I announce the team and hand out the trophies. There it is. Yeah. Or what she said before. You go home, you're embarrassed, and that's not happening again. That's right. And yeah. then you hit the mats and you hit the gym and you work hard and you come back. and you. That's probably the greatest reward right there is to be able to, to come back after maybe a, a, a big defeat and then come back and show them all, oh, hey, yeah. this is what we got. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You can't judge us from last year. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. The the only shame is that it you have to wait a whole year. Yeah, to right. Do that with cheerleading, but. So so you also mentioned that you uh, you work at the Aviators. How'd you get into that? Now obviously you come from a little bit of a baseball family, so you're kind of 
baseball's in your blood a little bit. Right. Well, it actually started once I got my undergrad and started coaching. I decided I wanted to stay with sports and didn't know if I was going to coach forever. So I went to school for journalism, media studies, Mm -hmm. got my master's there. Um, There was an opening for the sideline reporting for football first. So I started with that. And then I heard they were looking for an MC for the 51s. So I went out there. I kind of started as um, the backup because they had a guy there that was there for a long time. But when he wanted games off, you know, baseball is a long season. Yeah. So kind of got my foot in the door there. And then last year when they transitioned, Mm -hmm. I got offered the full time. Nice. So I just feel like I just heard a great baseball story. I got called up from the minors. Hey, it felt like it, especially going from Cashman Field to the Las Vegas ballpark. Beautiful field. (laughs) I love going out there. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever gotten close to the field? You don't get close to the field. Remember we had this conversation before? (laughs) So what he's referring to, Alex, is the last time we went, I was fortunate to get a box seat. Okay. And my family enjoyed the box seats. What's wrong with, with that? With the chocolate fountain. Yes. Yeah. I'm down with the common folk with peanuts shells all over me and hot dog stains. We did have to, we did walk down there to get the experience. <laughs> to get the experience. And those box seats, you have your own little balcony. Oh, we love right that. Yeah. That was phenomenal. That was pretty yeah. cool. Oh, it's, it's all, it, it is. What about the Alex? Pool? If you haven't picked it up, I'm just a little jealous. That's okay. That's no, right. so I well, I had my family with. When me. I go to Golden Knights game, I'm on the second ring. He's down at the glass, so there's just a, the difference. He gets on the jumbotron. Everybody's got to sit somewhere. <laughs> the camera of the jumbotron doesn't have a strong enough zoom to zoom in where I'm sitting. <laughs> hey, I can't help it, you know. Um, what was your question? Oh, the pool. I've never done the pool. So, but at uh, Petco Park, I've taken my family. We did the family park uh, a while back. We want to do that. That is a beautiful place to watch a game. Yeah. That's one of my favorite places. So I've actually never been. you never been there? No. Oh, it's, 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 it's pretty nice. neat. It's very yeah. family oriented. There's a lot of other activities to do with the kids. There's the playground in the back behind right field. Yeah. There's no bad seats in the house. And, and San Diego people are really laid back people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not so. like Dodgers fans. Dodgers fans, man, I you know they'll threaten you in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, they will. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, most of my family are Dodger fans, anyways. So I was really just digging in on him. The so. Dodgers were about to have a fantastic year too. I know. A lot of. People I mean, I guess it's not too late. It's they're Yeah, they're going to start Jan- uh, July first. Baseball will start then. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think at the end of the day is now we, are the is minor excited. league coming back? I have heard nothing. I I don't think minor league is as oh, far man. as I know. Yeah. No games there. They should bring some pro games in. To yeah, town they should. Just, yeah. It's not big enough, but yeah, they should. Well, they, they can't play in New York yet. They got to play somewhere else. So why not here? Yeah. Right. They just got to wear a mask everywhere. Yeah. Well, Alex, so for, for people that want to support your programs and support what you're doing, it sounds like you have a, you know, it's great hearing success stories from, you know, that are born and raised here. So how can people like support you or if they want to get involved with some of your like outreach programs or, you know, I know everyone would love to get some season tickets for aviators yeah. if those were available, <laughs> but so they'll support you that way. 
what are some things that they can do? What, 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 what can our listeners do to help you out? Well, um, you can follow our page, UNLV Cheer, on Instagram. Oh, oh booyah. We also have um, oh, already there. a website. Done it. Okay, good. And we have a lot of things on UNLVCheer.com okay. that they can help support the program. Um, you can follow me personally on Instagram, at Alex White with two E's. Um, and, and, and for uh, the young girls that want to get better at cheer when camps open up that's going to be posted on the unlv cheer website yes right? yes and we'll post everything on social media as well okay yep it'll be on both Inst- we'll put the link Instagram. in the bio oh, that's awesome and, yes and, and lead people there so so they can do what that. about do you guys have like a youtube channel but i i i have been following unlv cheer for a while on instagram i follow most of the unlv programs and uh but do you have like a YouTube channel or do you have like no, you maybe a series? That would be great. I think for yeah, a lot of parents. We've been talking about it for for years, so it might not be a bad idea. Well, to start and, that and being out, at a university, there has to be some multimedia students in there right? that can just need put that together. And, just yeah. a little shout out for the yeah for the you know TV and video production uh, university. I'm sure there's some dude in video production that wants to hang out with cheerleaders all day. Well, not I only that, no but I, I know the that. director of the program, and I hear they do phenomenal work, as featured by uh, some of the Rooftop Reality Productions. Okay. So. Oh, really? Yes. I noticed yeah, we, your videos are pretty nice. Yeah, the ones that are super nice are, are, are produced by UNLV. Awesome. So. Well, maybe they should help us with this podcast. They should. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling miserable. <laughs> I can't do the video stuff. So. But yeah, I think that would be cool because I think a lot of times people don't understand like you, a lot of fans only get to see you guys, you know, at that halftime show right. or, you know, and especially like when, you know, I, I think I saw your last, you know, you know, your productions at halftime now featuring the, you know, back to back national champion, you know, cheer. Right. And then it's like, but actually watching a cheer program or watching, you know, with the proliferation of, of the dance competitions that are out there is it gives you insight of like, hey, this is how much time and effort hard and, work. and hard work. It really, you know, you talk about and that's why I asked you like, hey, what you know, what are you doing for work or what did you do for work during school? Because, you know, everyone thinks it's a free lunch a lot of times. Oh, you know, what, Alex is just, you know, she had better opportunities and we're all given many opportunities but it's what you do with that opportunity and like you said i thought that was really great in the in the interview you talked about you know what we got embarrassed and we went back i mean you went from literally zero to hero oh yeah <laughs> well and a lot of people don't know that we do a lot of fundraising the girls have to pay some of their way to mm-hmm. be a part of our college program so yeah i mean Get, we should get some things together. Any listeners want to help out? You know, you can always sponsor a cheerleader or awesome. you know, help yeah. in different ways. So, a- yeah. And they can get through that on the website. All the emails and everything's there. Yep. Awesome. We'll yes. put that on there. Thank you. Alex, we appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you having me. And, and taking the time. And we appreciate what you're doing at UNLV. Thank uh, you. you. You definitely represent this city well. And, Let's uh, go Rebels. We love it. <laughs> And, and, and we, we hope you get some more rings on those fingers. Thank you. All right. Thank oh, yeah. you so much. Thanks, Alex. Yes. We'll see you.